We have another set of Reddit stories, which I'm excited. That was actually one of the most fun episodes we've ever recorded. We're going to do something crazy today. Hi, welcome back to Financial Favor Podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't do that. (laughs) Everybody everybody who's not expecting an intro is going, wait, there's no intros to this. What are they doing? Except the world's upside down. We are reading Reddit stories today. I have some favorites picked out from Todd from r slash personal finance, who I do have a vendetta against right now. (laughs) So if you are the r slash personal finance moderators, I hope you... I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> it keeps it positive. Yeah. They're not from me. They're for me. Yeah. The, episode, uh, the stories. I don't know the stories. Yeah. No, he doesn't know. They're, I got them off of Reddit and he has not heard them. So he's blind reacting to them. Um, but yeah, the moder- moderators of personal finance kicked me out. <laughs> they, bl- they, they, they literally bl- blacklisted me from the... Um, from the subreddit and then for interacting with the subreddit yes for saying hey we used your story on the podcast if you want to listen for some advice they blacklisted me then i messaged them and i was like hey so sorry i didn't know that was breaking community guidelines won't do it again can i have access and they said no we're not interested in giving you access at this time and then they blocked me so i can't message them <laughs> luckily we have access to more emails yeah luckily <laughs> i just made another account that's also against community guidelines <laughs> it's as if we find out you make yeah. another account you'll it's like you'll be banned from like the website altogether you're exposing thyself yeah i am sorry okay i won't be commenting this time just reading okay are you ready i'm ready all right first story titled am i investing too much of my income oh <laughs> man i love the like do I have too much of a good thing? Okay. All right. It's a short one. I am 23, make about 60K 9 to 5 and 20K on the side hustles. I currently have monthly expenses of 1K, no debt, and don't really have a rent um, becoming I live with my parents and do renovations and work for them as my rent. Between my Roth, $550, brokerage mutual fund, $800, and HYSA. HYSA? High yield savings, savings account. account. I, I asked you that last time. Uh, in high yield savings account, six fifty a month. The HYSA is from when I had a car payment but paid it off. Uh, but I st- would still imagine I have the car payment and save for it when I need repairs um, of a new car in hopefully it's 10 years. So I think they're taking the old car payment and putting it there instead. Okay. Um, so my take home is about five to six K a month and I invest about $1,900. The rest goes to savings for a down payment. Um, I have these investments on auto pay, but my only concern is it too much. After investment in bills, I have about 2.5 K a month free, which would be for mortgage and all those expenses. What are the people saying about this? I'm actually interested. I want to hear. I know, but first. I'm actually interested. Okay. I am, inter- second. I am interested in the comments okay. on that because this person's paying themselves for. Okay. So the root problem of almost every story that we read last time was principle number one, yeah. which is they weren't paying themselves first. This person actually is. Yeah. They're paying themselves first. They're putting money into a savings. So yeah, it's sick. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy for this person. They're saying I am investing here and then I have 2.5K left. Yeah. So this person's just going like, to continue to do financially well because they're practicing the right principles. Yeah. That's really cool. So the question is, am I investing too much? How can you invest too much is my question. I guess if you're forecasting so heavily towards investments that you can't live day to day. Actually, I have an example of that. When I was a day trader, so before I got into real estate, I was a full-time day trader and I was about a break-even trader, which is probably a top 10 or 20% trader because most people just lose money in the market. I was break-even, but my problem that I ran into which is why I got into real another reason I got into real estate was no matter how well I was doing with trading, all the money had to be in that account. So I couldn't even buy a sandwich comfortably because yeah. I just didn't have any cash. Right. So I guess in this, in this case, if they're saying that they just don't have enough to live on, 
but they don't really have any bills and they have $2,500 a month left over. So that personal account should be growing every month too. I'd say they're doing great. I don't think they're investing too much at all. I think you could actually get more aggressive with it Okay. because if it's coming back, well, it also depends on what investment it's going into. So the high yield savings account, which is fine. Yeah. Most high it's not really doing that much for you, but you know, most high yield savings account are like four to five percent. Yeah. Which used to be a, a big thing. A lot of accounts actually have that now because of where interest rates are at. Yeah. Then. So it used to be like your normal checking account would earn 0.01 percent. Yeah. Now they're earning four to like some of the accounts are earning four to five percent. So if you're doing something like that, but it's still liquid and available to you, that's a good self-pay account. But in my opinion, they that person should take the next step towards I should put money into something that will bring cash back to me as opposed to just potentially grow at four or five percent. Right. How can I have it create cash flow and equity for me, which in my opinion would obviously be, you know, their first piece of real estate. Okay. Are you ready for the comments? I am. Oh, and this was really new. It's one day ago. So these comments are like hours ago. I'm really hoping that the comments don't say invest less (laughs) okay first comment this is the highest one it has 135 upvotes most people are concerned about not being able to save anything you are concerned about saving too much money i think you're in a great position and doing far better than most people in their 20s right now thanks to your parents i think you're a way overthinking whoa 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 what a dirtbag thanks to your parents that's not fair that's That's not a choice that he that guy made that person made it's not like their parents are paying for everything their parents are letting them live at home for free and like, how old are they? That was ridiculous. They're no, 23. He, and, like, he's, and he's also, the he or she, I don't know what. Is we just, it we just always peng- say he. Is yeah. it wizard penguin again? No. <laughs> penguin wizard? This one is uh, efficient medicine 57. <laughs> so, yeah. So they they made the decision on the high yield savings account to learn about finance, to make the proper decisions, to pay themselves first. Right. So I, I really hate the jab from this opening comment of because of your parents. It has nothing to do with their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he was living on, he or she was living on their own and they're in an apartment and instead of having $2,500 left over, they had a 500 bucks left over. They would still be investing, right? They would still be paying themselves first. Yeah. So the comment ends with, uh, after thanks to your parents, I think you're way overthinking things. It's okay to live a little too. Enjoy this time period where you only have 1K a month in expenses. Follow the prime directive. Save a three to six month emergency fund in a high yield savings account. Invest 15% for retirement. Save some for a down payment. Spend some on a vacation, hobbies, or fun ex- activities that you like to do. It is only investing too much if you don't use any of the money to actually enjoy life. Yeah, I mean, if you want to break every dollar into a percentage for allocate towards something, right. I guess, if you want to, you can... But the, I'm struggling getting over the jab of because of your parents. Yeah, that, that automatically makes me not like that comment altogether. <laughs> Somebody responded to them and Can said... Can you downvote on there? Yeah. You should download it. All no, right. wait, you can't. I just did. <laughs> no, no, we're blocked. <laughs> no, it's a new <laughs> You're account. You're exposing us. <laughs> <laughs> it said, hey, I wouldn't say OP's overthinking it. I'd say they're actually having the right thoughts. Planning like they are at this age and living at home is settling up for an excellent future. So that's somebody responding to them. Yeah, I also don't think, I think the first commenter said they're overthinking it. They're not, there's actually like some subconscious things in there that I heard, some like some red flags. So one, they're not overthinking it. They're studying, asking, and getting different perspectives, which is huge. Yeah. It's hugely important. They're, so they're asking questions. Here. Yes, they're in, they're educating themselves. Yes. It's not that they're overthinking it. They they want to know if they're doing the right thing. So I'm so, so proud of this person. The, the first commenter, so there's that. And then there's also a subconscious thing in there, too, when they say, like, oh, if you don't enjoy or li- uh, live a little bit, that's a big old shining light on them. Yeah. That was their insecurity of not 
either living right or being able to save or them handling their finances properly. Yeah. So they just rattled off like whatever Instagram quote they could think of at that time <laughs> and then stuck it on that comment. I would agree. Because it's one thing to be like, like if they're asking, do I have the wiggle room to like take a vacation? That would be about like, that would be yeah. like, yes, go take your vacation. But like, that, yeah, you're right. That's just. I'm just going to keep picking that comment apart. We got to keep moving on that one. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody else commented. They said to, in response to make about 60K, 95 and 20K in side hustles, um, they said, are your side hustles 1099? If so, have you been saving for taxes and paying your quarterly estimated payments? Um, if when you have a mortgage and live on your own and 2.5K isn't enough, could you just lessen or stop the 800 a month in investments? And then somebody else said, this side hustles are great, but if the money is moving in and out of accounts, you need to p plan to pay taxes on it. Better safe than sorry, especially with some of the state taxes, adding additional taxes on 10, 1099 in my old state. It was almost 20% of the income. Yeah, they're not wrong to be aware about taxes, obviously. Yeah. But in my, so my point in bringing up like, hey, your first investment should be a piece of property. Yeah. You can protect every dime of that with a, probably a single piece of property. Yep. Okay. You can protect a lot of money with a real estate. That's our first story. A lot of money with real estate. You're right. You can protect a lot. <laughs> a lot. Say it again. You can protect a lot of money with real estate. Are you sure? Fairly certain. Okay. You can protect a lot of money with real estate. <laughs> okay. All right. So that first story, you're saying they're on the right track. They're asking the right questions. Yeah. You're saying they're not investing too much as long as they can no. still afford all of their, you know, like mortgage and everything. Because mortgage is an investment too. They're getting ready to buy a house. So the mortgage is an investment also. In my in my personal opinion, especially if you buy it right, obviously you got to buy it right. Right. But yes okay i agree because you're gonna you're gonna continuously get that back over time perfect they actually practice principle number one which is pay themselves first. yeah without they probably don't know that's what they're doing like like they know that they're doing right by investing but they don't know that like how impactful that's going to be for their future yeah yeah yep okay story number two <laughs> it's titled <laughs> i'm always i always get intrigued when you laugh first <laughs> It's because this is like, you're just going to, you're just going to hear this and you're going to punch at it. Titled $300 tax on a thousand US dollars. Help me understand this US tax. <laughs> and then it says, just let me read it. I recently visited a conference in the US and was given a thousand dollars travel grant, which was supposed to come to my Canadian account. But when I checked, I only received $700 as I deducted $300 in taxes on the sum. I am so surprised to see this much tax. I am a tax, or I'm a tax paying Canadian. Is this normal to get taxed as much on a travel grant? Thanks. On oh, a travel grant. That's interesting. I uh, Apparently, they get taxed at 30%. I, I just thought it was funny. I wanted to reach you that one because they're asking about how you're getting taxed so much in the U.S. Yeah. Well, you pay sales tax, income tax, uh, state tax, federal tax. You pay. Oh, my God. We can just list off 17 more taxes. Basically, it's 30%. Yeah. I mean, minimum. Yeah. 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 Unless you protect it with what? With uh, real estate. Real estate. Yes. Because <laughs> you protect a lot of money. You with should real have bought estate. a house while you were in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a tax-paying Canadian. Uh, well, I wonder you what were Can here, but Canada's you got money here, so you pay the taxes here, huh? I wonder what Canada's taxes are and no. why they think ours are so much. Are they less? To my knowledge, they're worse. I thought they were too, because yeah. they have like universal health care and everything. To my knowledge, they're also. This is me just completely speaking out of left field. Yeah, this is. We might need to fact check this. I have this is absolutely not. no history in this, but from things that I've heard and uh, from and UK as well is that it's just flat, and it's a higher percentage. Yeah, and it's tougher to protect. It's like you don't have like the benefits and things. Yeah. So even though you do get taxed a lot here, you can get taxed a lot here in the U.S. Uh, you have a lot of ways to protect it as well. Okay. So I'm. 
I am grateful for the opportunity that we have to be able to protect it or the options that we have to protect it because we're able to basically partner with the government essentially and say, hey, we are abiding by your rules that you have set. So therefore I get this benefit back. And then they sign off on and say, fantastic. Awesome. Thanks for buying a house, providing housing. Yeah. Okay. Story number three. That was a quick one. I just wanted to. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why are you getting taxed as much? Get okay. Uh, Here's a question. Answer. If if we can just print more money, why do we pay taxes? You know that I don't understand this. And every time <laughs> you start talking about inflation and money and printing and all of the government things. Okay. Listen, all I do is I make money and then I pay my taxes. <laughs> and if you tell me to buy a house, I'll buy a house to save to protect my money. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see the difference in your tax efficiencies now that you own a proper piece of property yeah and you made more this year than last year yeah it'll be interesting to see how much more you keep we'll see i bet it only takes you one time of seeing that difference to go gonna keep buying property (laughs) gotta buy another one yep okay titled you ever realize how bad your parents are with money (laughs) 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 do you ever realize how terrible of an example you have around you all right so for background, growing up, my parents would just uh, put put trips and things on credit cards, and then they would blame us for that because they wanted to give us a good childhood. My parents would spend so much on food. My mom was also putting the, putting this all on my dad, who never made enough, and would slam it in his face every time he would say something about her spending habits. See, she wasn't able to be a stay-at-home mom, and her sister and mom were, so she would spend money like them. Anyway, I knew my parents were bad at money when we would play games to see which credit card would be declined and she would constantly be getting another credit card so she'd be able to spend money. But today, my mom is taking money from her 401k, which isn't much to begin with. Again, she's done this like four times. It's stupid. They are 57 and have basically nothing. Her reasoning is we can't live forever anyway. Anyway, my might as well use it now. My dad tries to budget but he never follows it. Um, her food budget is over twice what she pays for mortgage. Whoa and she won't change i'm scared that i am their backup and i would and i would do it because i love them i'm 24 so i know it'll hit me right as i'm in my 30s is there any way i can help them i am a teacher so i'm not necessarily making a ton of money but i spend every uh i spend very little and i invest um but i'm petrified at the idea and it'll all come to me after that because they are bad with money sorry for the little rant i just can't handle it anymore this is this is difficult to hear for a lot of people this is a real thing for a lot of people. But the absolute answer is that it's not your problem. It's not your responsibility to take care of your parents. Nope. It's it, actually the opposite direction. It is not your responsibility to take care of your parents financially at any point. Especially because they are aware of the decisions they're making. Mm-hmm. They know that the cause and effect and they aren't making a change to it. Nine times out of ten. And the reason I say nine times out of ten is because some people are high enough earners that they can take care of them financially. Yeah. That is the thing. If you're a billionaire, I would hope you don't even have to be a billionaire. If you're a million, yeah, if you're, if you're a, if you're a millionaire, you're able to take care yeah. of your parents. Like I've told my parents before, like if you want to be done with the house payment, just tell me. Yeah, just let me know. Yes, and it'll be done. But that's also something that I get yelled at every time that I ask. Like, don't ever we know you don't take care of us. Yeah. It's our job. And so, like, I grew up in that, being taught that, and understanding that now, and seeing how many people attach their parents trauma to their own life is mind-boggling yeah so it is not their responsibility to take care of their parents financially in that situation because what will happen 
is they will continue to make the poor decisions anyways, and it'll end up dragging the whole boat down. Yep. Instead of just their section. So they have to learn. And whether they're 57, 56, 57, or 30, it doesn't matter. You have to learn how to take care of your finances by learning from other people, investing in yourself, educating yourself, just learning about money. So them making poor decisions and subconsciously having character flaws in which they're solving their own internal issues with basically retail therapy at this point or spending money and putting on credit cards and paying 10x what something is worth. So they're not practicing paying themselves first. They don't understand true value and they don't put debt on a plan. Like they're not going to go very far like that. But it is not the 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 writer's responsibility to take care of their parents. And I say, we see this a lot. And um, I work through this with our clients as well, because there's a lot of people out there that they want to help their parents, which is awesome. The best way to help your parents is one of two ways. One, you let them solve their own problems because it is theirs. Or secondly, you make so much that it just doesn't matter if you pay for everything. So you have those two choices. You can only push them in the right direction. You can't, you can't let them, especially if you're not making enough yet or sustaining yourself yet. Like you can't pull the, you can't let them pull you down too. Right. So she says she's a teacher. It's funny how, how important language is. Yeah. So I would call myself a teacher too. You are. But my salary is slightly different. Than a traditional... Yeah, it's like a school teacher. The traditional school teacher, right. So let's just say she's in my position. She probably can. So yeah. she actually didn't give enough information. But most people, 99% of the time, are going to say, They're I'm a teacher, say, so yeah. I'm not in that position. They're just talking about traditional, yeah. you know, public teacher. So, Okay, so first comment. Your mother has champagne tastes on a beer budget. There is nothing... <laughs> <laughs> I like this person. <laughs> there is nothing you can do that will fix this. She has to fix herself and your father has to fix himself and learn to stand up to her or leave her. Do not co-sign anything for them ever. Let me repeat that. Do not co-sign anything for them ever. Do not give them loans. I'm sorry my money is spoken for this month. I had We had to use it a lot on my husband's family and this is true. Your money is spoken for. So... You have your own bills and your own retirement to fund. Other phrases you may need to use are your failure to plan for this is not my emergency. Have you ever thought about calling me when you don't want money? Do not set yourself up. Do not set yourself on fire to keep them warm. You have, um, if you cave, you will destroy your future and sacrifice, sacrifice all your dreams to save somebody who is not grateful for it. And your mother, whatever, um, her virtues may be, has a real entitlement complex. Sorry. Your mother has a real re- entitlement complex. I almost said retirement complex. <laughs> retirement complex. <laughs> entitlement I complex. I, all I do is save. <laughs> your uh, your family will call you selfish and ungrateful, but learn to live with being the evil villain, villain of the story. Yes, it will suck. And yes, it's unfair. Believe me, I know. Man, what a gangster answer. Yeah. I mean, pretty heavy in spots. It sounds like they experienced they def- this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody went through something similar. Yeah. But, they're, but they're right. I'm, yeah. I'm in complete agreement with that. Yeah. Oh, the next comment. They're going to die on the Walmart floor. Do not give them any money. Don't subsidize their reckless finances. You can help by moving all their belongings into a shoebox apartment in the worst part of town in five years. That's all they can afford. That's a little. I mean, that's just. That's a little. That's just ranting and trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. That's a little. Uh, <laughs> my why, piece of advice. Why is it Walmart's floor? I, you know. Dollar General would have been funnier just saying. Yeah. Dollar Tree. If you're trying to get funny. Yeah. <laughs> my piece of advice is do not let your mom guilt you into giving the money. Do not buy a. a drunk a drink as as they say and you will be enabling her bad habits by giving her money which is true yep yeah the more you if you're not changing her habits and you're just giving her money you're not doing anything i'm actually surprised you didn't get one in there that was like you can work harder to help take care or educate or anything like that you know See, uh, why, why are there no education answers ever that yeah so all of that 
was based in she has a fixed mindset so she's not going to change well you could educate her on a growth mindset that she can get better yeah like hey here's an improvement plan so education can change so much i think someone's life they're just giving the redditor advice they're not trying to give the redditor advice for their mom like yeah. a lot of these people are just looking at it like, here's what you need to do. And what you need to do is not give them money. Whereas like you're looking at it from like what you can do. Like you sh- it's not what you shouldn't do. What you can do is this. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're looking at it differently. Self-education will change your life. It will. Right. Like we're obviously big believers in that. Yeah. Um, okay. Last comment I'm going to read. I'm not even going to read the full comment because it's really long, but it just starts with, are you in therapy? <laughs> This situation requires the ability to set boundaries in order to avoid resentment. As their child, you're not responsible for subsidizing their lifestyle. However, I understand that leaving a parent in absolute poverty is also not something that many feel emotionally able to do. There's probably something in between those two extremes that you'd be able to do that would be healthy and comfortable. And it's a really long, uh, it's a really long comment. They were getting dangerously close to education on that. Yeah. On that comment. Careful now. Yeah. I'm looking. (laughs) I don't think I said anything about. Yeah, no, they go into their story and their parent, there's something about drugs and all, yeah, tons of things. But that that's the trauma yeah, thing that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's so why are you in therapy? Yeah, you can see those answers come across. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what your advice here, don't give any money. No, you can't give money. But a lot of times, if you want to help somebody in something, you have to give them the thing that they don't actually want. And then you're going to learn if they actually want help or if they just want to justify it in the way they were thinking. Yeah. So if you have somebody approach you and ask you a question, right, and you give them the honest answer and they don't like it, right, but they apply it, they really wanted to learn. Yeah. Which is a good sign. But a lot of times if you give somebody an honest answer and then they just go do whatever they thought of already to begin with, they just want to justify it in what they were thinking anyways. And the only way they're going to learn is through basically maximizing their own pain yeah so they have to reach their own pain threshold where it actually becomes more uncomfortable to stay the same than it is to change and that's only done through pain because pains are a true mover absolutely okay ready for the next one no i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready okay this one's by sad cow 1955 And it's titled... I love these names. It's amazing. It's titled, Lender Forgot My Personal Loan. All right. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Does that mean it's just gone? You know, we'll find out. We recently went through a real estate deal with somebody that the bank could not find the mortgage. Really? Yeah. Like it just like disappeared. It, they didn't know that they sell it. It took over a month for the bank to find the mortgage to be able to close on the deal. Wow. And at that point, right? Because all your contracts are null and void by then, anyways. Because you're out of you're yeah. out of schedule, you're out of dates. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. It took over a month. So That's you had, crazy. You know, extensions and everything. But my question to that is like, if you can't find it. Do I have to pay you? That is not the fault of the seller or the buyer or anybody else involved. That's only the fault of the bank. And you guys have insurance for this. Is that not just written off? Like they literally could not find, not even like a, hey, what's the payoff? They, they, They had nothing. Wow. They didn't even have a signed, any signed documents. To say they had the mortgage at all. Yes, exactly. How do you, how do they do that? Yeah. Took Are you ready to get this bank canceled? Who was the lender? It who took, was it? It took over a month. I don't know who the lender was, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. Lender forgot my personal loan. 
Hi, everyone. I have a very unique situation and need advice. Apparently, it's not that unique. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's I have a personal home. loan in the 10 to 20K range and noticed the automatic payment didn't go through today. I've logged into my account to find I have no active loans. I'm very confused and not sure what I should do. Deep down, I want to take the win and move on, but scared of repercussions. <laughs> should I contact the lender or leave it until they reach out if they ever do? Dot, 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 dot. Cheers. Take take the win. What is the win in that? I think the, they're saying the win is they forgot enough to pay it back. That's not how that works. Like, where is your character? Okay, you made the decision to take out the loan. You know it exists, but somebody else makes a mistake. So you're like, not on me. Uh, like, sure. no. Like, and to my point earlier with the seller, the reason, like, why this story actually fits so well is, yeah, it's not the fault of the seller or anybody. Like, what do you do? Just become yeah. off an insurance at that point. Like, the seller knew that they signed a mortgage with it. That's why everybody stuck with it. Yeah. It wasn't a situation where like, I never signed anything for this house. Like, why is there a lien on it? Yeah. It wasn't a situation like that. It was like... Everybody was aware that it did happen, but... Literally, the question was, you got a mortgage on this? And they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so first of all, where's your character? Don't... It, there will be repercussions, whether it's today or in five years. So yeah. like, you don't want that to happen. And you don't want it to be like, oh, you haven't paid us an X amount of time and you were supposed to pay us. Because that's exactly what will happen. Yeah. And then you have all this interest on it and then and fees and you're and screwed and there's nothing and you can do about it. Yeah. You're just going to have Because you know it's there. So it would be your responsibility to make sure it gets paid. The old saying, you reap what you sow. Yeah. And right now you're sowing not so great no. so don't so don't do that definitely contact them figure out where it's at and then leave and then you know leave the back end up to them but yeah that's weird uh, i wonder if a situation like that i've seen situations like that happen when a bank buys another bank okay so i was gonna say and back ends and things like that yeah i was gonna say maybe they didn't get a letter in the mail of sorts and it says maybe they sold the loan to a different lender so like maybe they just didn't know they oh, sold the loan. Servicing is with someone else. That's very yeah. possible. So like that was my first thought was they just it's just a different lender. They sold it. How many times has your? I've only gotten one letter. It's been sold once. <laughs> you've, you've lived there for two months. Two months. Two yeah. months. It's already been sold once. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they just pass notes around because the actual profit for the bank, a lot of the profit in the bank is for from servicing. Yeah. Like just the fees. So they want to service it, but they don't want to hold on right. to the actual debt. Yeah. Yeah. We can go over to that another time. Okay, next comment is, first, check your credit. If it's on your credit, they didn't forget. It's just a technical error in their website. Yep. Second, if by some chance it's not there, keep so socking away the payments into a savings account because they'll likely remember and come calling. Yeah, uh, that person's not wrong. I would contact them, though. Why not just contact them? I, I don't know why. I, like That would be the moral thing to do here. That would be the responsible that, thing to do here. That would be like one of my mortgages not coming out. Yeah. And then me going like, oh, well. I guess I'll just go get a new car. Like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> uh, next comment says, stick the money you'd otherwise be paying into a high-yield savings account, then wait for them to realize a screw-up, pay out of the high-yield savings account, and keep the interest. It's safe, it's liquid, and while you won't make much, you'll make more than you would otherwise unless you're willing to accept more risk. No. That's called a flow. No. <laughs> no. No. So uh, car dealerships do this. Yeah. Okay, it's called a float. Let me give you a little car dealership lesson. Okay. So a float, first of all, first and foremost, there's a floor plan on a car dealership. That is not where the cars go on the floor. Okay. A floor plan is basically how much money they have to allocate to buying cars, selling cars. So let's say they have a million dollars. They can buy X amount of cars with that million dollars and they have to pay that interest, you know, every 30 days. Yeah. How many times can you turn over that money in the amount of 30 days? 
So instead of making the payment or, 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 or paying the car completely off, they'll try to flip it again two or three times before they have to make that payment. The problem is, is if they get stuck with a car not selling, that's why they have to sell cars quickly. Yeah. So it's called a float. And if they can't maintain their float, that's how you see car dealerships go out of business and fraud and all this BS happen. It's also how you see, oh, I turned in my car. I traded in my car, but they didn't make my payment. Like the final payment, the payment wasn't done in time. It's because they're not managing their float well. It actually affects, uh, uh, affects the the end user, the the uh, customer at that yeah. point. Quick lesson on car dealerships. So like what they're saying, no. Yeah. You have to contact them and get that payment in because they're not going to take into account their error. So yeah. it's only going to affect you. So what they are actually talking about is like, oh, turn the money over as many times as you can. Which, by the way, what are you going to make on $100 a month? Right. Like, like you're... This, this, is ridic- this is ridiculous. You're going to so make like, dollar bills. The, num- like, the like, number is so small. Yeah. What is the point? It's 5%, 5% APY. Yeah. Not monthly. Oh, yeah. So they're going to make 20 cents. 30 That's cents. so like, stupid. This is, this is not worth... Yeah, this is not worth it. I don't understand why they're saying, like, if you want high yield savings, whatever. But, like... Unless you're willing to accept more risk in another investment. So you're going to put $100 a month into something and expect to be liquid and like have it do it? No. Contact no. the bank. Tell them they've messed up. Here's my $100. Yeah. Um, Don't get in the float game. All the other ones kind of agree with us. But then there's one more. It says, talk to the lender. They will find the mistake eventually and then penalize you for not acting in or for acting in bad faith. Bad faith. And then they give the definition intentional dishonest act by not fulfilling legal or contractual obligations misleading another entering into an agreement without the intention or means to fulfill it so like they're just saying like what you know you're acting in bad faith that person's not a banker (laughs) (laughs) uh and then it says like every loan agreement i've ever read deals with a portion or has a portion dealing with errors and omissions the penalties will be greater than any consumer interest rate you manage to collect before repayment 100 percent. i'm with that person yeah for sure and this is your financial future and your financial health is built on your character. I'm not saying you can't make mistakes. I'm not saying you're not going to make decisions that other people don't agree with. But your character, like where is your heart at? Yeah. If what is to, your moral obligation here? If you want to be financially stable and successful, right? Nine times out of ten, you need to be of higher character. Because that's actually what your foundation is built off of is your, is your character. The first thing someone's going to do is, well, Madoff made it for 60 years. Yeah, and he also died in prison, right? <laughs> so Madoff's the biggest Ponzi scheme ever other than Social Security. And uh, again, maybe that's another episode, but <laughs> we just go over the biggest scam artist ever. Yes. But your financial success, your financial future, your level of longevity in your finances is built off of your character foundation. So if this person takes the time, again, you reap what you sow. If this person takes the time to reach out, let them know they made a mistake. I'm like, hey, I owe you a hundred bucks, but I have no way to pay you. Like yeah. that is like that is sowing into something that you have a real future with, not this. Well, I hope they just forget this twenty grand that I'm paying interest only on. Yeah, I would agree. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I agree with the last comment the most. All right, here's another one. I'm I'm tired of reading. <laughs> These are your favorite episodes. I know they are, but these stories have been long today. All right. Title. Well, it's by Busy Calendar. So Ronnie. Yes. Ronnie's on Reddit. Titled Ronnie, first. That joke is because Ronnie is the busiest schedule I've ever seen in my life. Like on his birthday, he's in Columbus at a kid's soccer game. Come <laughs> between, on. Between the kids and then just mm-hmm. his businesses. Yeah. 
Okay. Titled First Child on the Way, Wondering How Much We Can... How Much... How much house we can afford? Sorry, I wanted to make sure I read that right. How much house we can afford? Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I don't want to be house poor. Okay. The uh, story from last time, you know, they were house poor. Yes, they, they made were. eighty eighty grand. Yeah, and, and their mortgage was that video blew bucks. up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah they're they're half a million views or something like yeah. that. Four, yeah, yeah, because their mortgage is forty six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wife, thirty one female, and I, thirty five male. I love when they start like that so that we don't use the wrong pronouns the entire yeah. time or assume the wrong like gender. Yeah. I, that's how they should start. Every other podcast Reddit or Reddit podcast reads them like that, but nobody yeah. has been giving them to us. Okay. <laughs> so this is the male. Wife, thirty one female, and I, thirty five male, are expecting our first child beginning of next year and are looking to buy our first house when our current lease is up next summer. Nice. Both my wife and I are currently working full time. My wife will probably drop the par- to part time once our child is born, which will obviously affect our HHI. Household income. Household income. Man, these acronyms. Why don't we just type things out? I, you, you know, know it's typing. A- yeah. You know, I'm terrible with acronyms too. Like yeah. I've, I've gotten both of them today: high yield savings and household income. Yeah. I'll start picking them up because like they're repetitive. But yeah. okay, for context, I make 140k a year gross, and my wife is hourly on pace to earn about 65k to 70k. She has worked less this year due to pregnancy. My wife's job is very flexible. That and I, and having family around and willing to help out. We should be able to avoid avoid daycare after the baby is born. So my wife should be able to earn the same hourly rate, just working a reduced amount. I obviously don't want to plan on her income too much, but I feel, com- but I do feel confident that she will still add somewhere between thirty to forty k annually to our HHI. By the time we are going to buy, we will have a better idea of what her workload will be and approximately how much she will be earning annually. Currently, have no debt, but I'll probably need to buy a car sometime in the near future. Currently, drive a '98 with two hundred thousand miles on it. And a baby. Yeah. <laughs> still cranking my, my wife's vehicle is much newer and will last for a while so no concern there we both have excellent credit scores and pay off credit cards every month 70k in hysa uh 80k <laughs> in van 70k in high yield savings account and 80k in vanguard brokerage account not including retirement what's so that they have like etfs they have stocks okay in 80k in stocks not including retirement we both currently max our roth iras and contribute to 401ks or max in index funds probably not etfs sorry okay we both currently max our roth iras and contribute to 401ks max employer matching our rent is 2100 dollars a month we are saving around 4k a month in cash after retirement contributions we live in an area that decent that decently homes in a good school district to start around or that decent homes in a school Good school districts start around 500K plus, so half a million plus. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them are older homes that w- would, need, would need work done. Would this be overextending our situation? Should we plan on renting a little longer? Yeah. I am on a good track with my job and have the opportunity of earning around 200K a year in the next couple of years. Even if he was just at 140, you could still afford that. Yeah. Because he probably brings home what after taxes and stuff like that on 140, probably yeah, eight. Yeah, maybe eight, eight or ten, eight or ten a month by himself. Yeah, somewhere in that range, half a million dollar home should be depending on taxes and insurance. Like four hundred k. Wait, four hundred k. I mean four, four sorry, grand, four, four grand, four grand. grand. Yeah. With the rate where interest rates are at right now, probably thirty five hundred to four k. Yeah, it, it, this is going to depend on interest rates and, and where you're at and stuff. And it, yeah, but like where things sit as of right now, at the time of recording this. Um, yeah, you're probably around that thirty five hundred to four grand mark a month. Like he can support that, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's overextension at all. I think uh, it's wiser to do that. Well, one thing to think about is the down payment, the type of mortgage that they get. Yeah. But 
first time home buyer. They're renting right now, so I'm assuming it's first I'm time. I'm assuming first time home yeah. buyer. You can have a lot of different options. They can get stuff for like one to three, three and a half percent down. There's different yeah. programs and packages. And we've gone into this before. I don't care what interest rates are at. If I can buy value at a discount, I don't care about the interest rate whatsoever. Because you can always refi either, it. You can always refi it. It's either going to go up and I'm going to feel like I want, or it's going to go down and I'm going to refi it and lower the payment anyway. So it just doesn't matter um, as long as you're buying it correctly. Yeah. That being said, I think it's a bigger risk to continue renting yeah. in that scenario because you're going to, the rent was 2500 a month? Yes. 2500 2100 a month. Yeah. So maybe his payment maybe his payment almost doubles, but most of that is going to be uh principal. Mm-hmm. Like so at least 1000 bucks of that's going to be principal. Yeah. So he's going to be saving an extra 12 to 15 grand a month or a year, excuse me. Just in like actual debt pay down. So he'll actually be working towards something. And then you have appreciation and inflation. Right. Do you have risk of property going down at some point? Yeah, of course, but like if you can handle the payment and you, they're so well above water at that point. Yeah. Like, they're so healthy at that point. Like, I think it's a no-brainer that they buy the house. Okay. In my personal opinion. So, top comment. Uh, 137 upvotes. Really make certain that family is willing to provide child care. care um, caring 20 to 40 hours a week for a kid is a lot to ask of others. Infant daycare is money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign. <laughs> and it, it doesn't... By the way, that was my answer with her not working. Yeah. Yeah, that was with the that was with like the thirty k cut. That was her. yeah. That was her just staying because he makes one forty on his own. And yeah, then and then she makes, makes 40 she makes sixty. I think yeah, and then he said uh, she'll probably end up still bringing in thirty to forty yeah. after after cutting her hours. Yeah. yeah. Um. To me, this is a no brainer. Yeah, and then it says not factoring in two k potential for a month for daycares would be a major oversight. Um. I would also account for the possibility that the grandparents uh, wish to help out but and are enthusiastic at first, but don't accurately remember how much work it is caring for a baby. Yeah. That was a comment? Yeah, people were saying, like, like They're, don't count on your gran- on the grandparents to take care of the baby. Like, they didn't say anything about that. that. Well, they said they said that that's how she's going back to work part-time, and then the rest of the time, the grandparents taking care of the baby. Oh. So that's how she's going back to work part-time. Instead of, and, like, he's not accounting for child care. She what can saying. make zero dollars, and he's still fine. Yeah. Um, Four hundred a month is not that. It's not that much. Yeah, that's everybody's thing here. That's everybody's peeve. Self, and they're doing a lot of self-pay. They have IRAs. They got four hundred ones. They got. I'm just gonna bust out every acronym. HYSIs. Yeah. Yeah, they have savings accounts. They have retirement accounts. They, they have, have the Roth IRA. I like the Roth IRA more than the four hundred one naturally. Yeah. Four hundred one lot money is just locked in prison. It's stupid. But the the savings account and automate and he, he wasn't he saying that like they have like another four grand a month or something right now. Um, did I make that up? I might have made that up. Oh, but they're oh, st- they're just saying that they're saving around four k a month in cash after retirement contributions. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that, dude, that's that's that's, the, that's, that's less than the more. Uh, yeah, that's more than the mortgage. If, if that's what you're saving after you're paying rent and all of your bills, four k, that's your entire mortgage, he's, and then you still have what you were paying originally for your rent. To he's still gonna save. Another yeah, two you're or so three. fine. Like this, this. See, most people think that think of this. This is a really good lesson. Yeah. So this is important to take home. Okay. I like working through this with people because it's a mindset shift. You are not solving a half million dollar problem. Most people think like, oh, it's a half million dollar house. I'm solving a half million dollar problem. No, you're not. You're solving, in this person's case, they're solving a thousand dollar a month problem because they already pay 2,100 in rent. Let's say the mortgage is 3,100 to 4,100. So you're solving a one to $2,000 problem a month. Yeah. Not a $500,000 problem. No one cares about the 500 grand. The bank's going to give it to you anyways. 
So you're trying to save a one to two thousand dollar problem. So how can we cover an extra one to two? Well, we already saved four to five above all, the, all our other savings. So then you you're still done. have two. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And uh. that twenty one hundred that's leaving you right now, that twenty one hundred. Let's just assume that that's interest, taxes, and insurance, and that still leaves you. That means nothing actually changed in your financial life. You're just saving an extra thousand to two thousand a month in principal. Yeah, because the money that you're after, like you still have four grand left over, you're putting that toward another investment. The house is an investment itself, especially if you buy it right. If you're watching this, buy your house right. You buy your house right. Don't buy it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm saying this is a $1,000 problem, Yeah. not a $500,000 problem. If the bank sells to another bank and that new bank comes in and says, we need your five hundred grand right now, now you have to solve a $500,000 problem. Yeah. But, but you're not solving a $500,000 problem right now. You're solving a G. Can you figure out a G? Well, yeah, of course. Well, then you're done. Then why you're are you good. worrying about it? Okay. Um, all the comments people, I watch really... people all the time just like get stuck and stay the same because they're terrified of just just the end number, the end value, or the end, well, not even the end value because if they were focused on value, it wouldn't stress them out. They're, they're focused on the change. They're just so terrified of change. And they're thinking that, oh, I've got this new million-dollar problem that I'm trying to solve. You're not solving a million-dollar problem. You're solving a couple grand a month. Yeah. Just solve what you have to do month to month, and you'll be comfortable. You'll be fine. Um, a lot of the comments said pretty much oh, – there was a lot of people picking at the the, the daycare thing. Like the, There was something about that. Yeah. Because the, the story that you had that blew up, that mm-hmm. had half a million views or whatever it yeah. is. Um, so many people were fo- – it has like seventeen or 1,800 comments. I bet 50% of them are based around like, well, if she works from home, why do they have to pay for daycare? Well, if you're working, you can't watch the kid. That's yeah. why. Why is this brain surgery? This isn't rocket surgery. Yeah, this is not okay? rocket brain science. Me- brain mechanic. It's, it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> well, the joke is rocket science. If, but we, have to, if we have to explain all of it. Nobody says, nobody says, what did you say? Brain science? Brain, brain, brain rocket? What? I don't know what you said, but it was wrong. Okay. So I, I don't, said, don't, it's a joke. I said me. rocket surgeon. First of all, rocket surgeon. <laughs> Have you ever heard somebody say that? Leave it in the comments if you're still watching. <laughs> said rocket surgeon. First of all, thank you. But, sec- but secondly, like yeah, people get so caught up on childcare. Yeah, I don't know why. But then, um, a lot of people agree with what you said. That they said I would account for only your income when buying the house. So don't right. factor in the wife because he said that there's a possibility she becomes a full time stay at home mom. She really likes working right now, but you know that could change. Yeah. So don't account for her income. Only his, but even then, like you said, he could still do it by himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's all good. Yeah, I don't think he has anything to worry about. Yeah, congrats, homie. Thirty-five buying first house, half a million dollars. Tip That's of the cat. Good. Tip of the cat. Yep. This one's by Acrylic Sunset, and amazing. <laughs> titled "Trying to Figure Out How to Become Financially Smart." I love it. That's a great. Start. You should watch the Financial Favor podcast. Yep. That's my advice. Not even going to read the story. Not next. Th- next. Not, not that. Not that you can let them know. Yeah, I can't tell banned. them. I'm going to comment on this one. You should watch the app. I'm going to drop the link. You should watch this podcast. Okay. (laughs) I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to become financially smart and make better decisions. I'm 22 and my salary is 65 K pre-tax. I have about 30 K in savings right now. And next year I'm going to be getting a used vehicle 2017 to 2021 and potentially getting into a house, but I'm unsure of how much a down payment should be for each of those things. The car will probably be around 25 K and the house will be around 150 K. My credit score is currently 694 and my credit line is 3k across three four cards i feel like that's really low yeah no he's doing they're doing good yeah. yeah no i'm talking about like how much their like line of credit is only 3k and four cards some 
some people this is sidetracking but no not really because uh, there's uh, I, there's a lot of times where i work with people and their credit limit's like 500 bucks on a card really that, yeah that's i a, feel like i guess the more you use them the more that your limits that, raised that, that's a thing like yeah. yeah like most cards you don't show up and they're like hey your limit's 20 grand i guess my, grand i started or, with like 500 dollars. now i'm at like 30 grand and i'm like that's what i'm saying i'm not using all this yeah but, so, and, and a lot of cards too if you don't ask for the raise they don't give it to you yeah so that's probably why okay so just keep getting more <laughs> yeah yeah of course um okay so my credit score is 694 and my line of credit is 3k across four cards i just don't know a lot about what i should be doing with my money i can use the va home loan for a house but i'm not really what's that va home loan yeah veterans affairs oh okay that's how we bought our first house oh really oh because d yeah Mm -hmm. okay i can use the va home loan for a house but i'm not sure if that's the best idea any random advice y'all can give me for my situation that's sick that's awesome if you can use the va definitely use the va because it's how much down zero yeah now you're zero out of pocket what's the biggest risk with a va loan obviously if you put nothing down you have no equity if you don't buy it right yeah so you got to be very conscious of that yeah the only thing annoying about the va loan is one not a lot of banks understand how to actually structure the deal or to actually process it so you end up having to do their job too That (laughs) that was fun um so that's 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 an added uh downside to va stuff but there's a lot of banks out there that specialize in them too. So if, if you do a little bit of research, you'll be able to find one that's confident in it or competent. And then the second piece is there is a fee that yeah. comes along with it. So your closing costs are a little bit higher. But overall, very, very like wise to do that because you're nothing out of pocket. And you can get into something that you own, control, and can build equity in, which is awesome. Um, Big fan of the VA loan. Yeah, it was really good for us. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good for us. I think our first house, zero down. And we made right around a hundred grand on it in three years, yeah. two and a half years or something like that. We net like a hundred, hundred grand out of it, maybe a little less than a hundred grand, but wow. something, something right around there. But yeah, so I mean, if you can create money out of thin air like that, yeah, go, go find yourself a house that needs a little bit of work. It has to pass VA structure too. It's kind of like FHA can have, you major, have all the things. It can have yeah. major problems, but it's not so strict that you can't get a house that you know could use some pickup. Yeah, because you your can, house needed some just like. Yeah. The basics. You painted, you finished the basement. Like, Flooring. Yeah, like all that. those things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's just, it just needs to be structurally safe. Yeah. Right? It can't have, like, chipping paint and things like that. And so, as long as you can pass the rules of the VA, it's very, very worth it. And then, because you can get into it so cheap out of pocket that your cash on cash return is literally infinite. So, if you can find something that needs a little bit of sweat equity, sweat equity put into it, you're going to do very, very well. And then you can trade up to that the next time because you can... Yeah. Because you can use it again. You can't have two at once. I think there's some details that it's possible that you can like split them. There's other details I'm not going to worry about right now. But like basically, long story short, his question is, should I do it? Yes. In my opinion. Okay. So first comment. I skipped a comment because it was stupid. Um, (laughs) Remember that a house. Wait, what's the stupid one? It was just, you shouldn't have any balance in your credit cards. You should be paying them off in full before interest is charged. I mean. And the guy said, I do that now. I did. (laughs) He's like, I didn't say I was carrying all the. Yeah. Yeah. He said, thanks for the input. <laughs> Ouch. Remember that a house purchase comes with closing costs. You have to save for that in addition to a down payment, which you just uh, said there's no, down payment. there's no down payment. I don't so think people know so what a VA per- loan is. So that person just doesn't know what a VA loan yeah. is. That's how it works. Yeah. How much are you saving each month? Will we be planning to put a certain percentage down, run the numbers for a mortgage of the 150K at 7% and see if it fits in your current budget? Additionally, remember that once you buy the house, you are on the hook for all repairs and you may want to have some cash left over in case... There's anything that needs to be done. Some people on the sub say one to five percent of the cost of your house would need to be used in repairs and maintenance. Good luck, and in the meantime, figure out a budget with realistic numbers. 
figure out a budget. Do you agree with that one to five percent? The one to five percent. Yeah, it probably averages out to that, to be honest with you. Okay. Because you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, are you gonna spend one to five grand a year in repairs? I mean, that's that's one plumbing job. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna spend three, four, five hundred bucks, maybe twice a year or something like that. So yeah, that's not totally unrealistic. And if you have a million dollar plus home, are you gonna spend, you know, uh ten grand to fifty grand a year? Yeah, probably and not all the time, but like it could be, you know, a septic. It could be lawn care. It could it could it's be like a, num- it could, yeah. It could be a number of ongoing things, but it's just as you get exponentially larger, like the, the price the grows goes with up. it. Yeah. So, I think that a common thing, especially with the young people who are on this, I think he said it was twenty two. Yeah. Uh, like, where where are these young people making all this money? Like, yeah. where do you guys make all this money? You and <laughs> you Nolan too. Like, it's unbelievable. Like I Nolan, our producer I, over there. I couldn't get. He waved. You can't see. I him. made. <laughs> Man, I mean, I got paid in like cheese nips and goldfish. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Like, it, I was. I got paid nothing. Like in my jobs. Now looking back on it, I provided no value. <laughs> so it's like maybe maybe you guys got you guys bring actual value to the marketplace. I was just on a, a phone. I get it. But so but what it, I was saying like, before, I'm, prou- I'm just proud of a lot of people. I think because. It's exciting to see someone who's 22 on there yeah, asking in a place, you know, one of the only places that they know about to like ask a question like yeah. that and get some advice and learn a little bit different perspective. And I just think about you, like you guys are, you know, 11 and 12 and making six figures. Yeah, it's just bananas. Like, it's just unbelievable. I'm just, it's, it's just, it's just really cool to see. What I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, Nolan literally wants to scratch his he wants to scratch his eyes out over there every time we interrupt each other. <laughs> every time he has to switch the cameras between the two of us uh, because we interrupt each other, I can just see like him like... <sighs> you want to go every other word? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than one word. We're not good at this. The let's do it. I messed it up. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying was that I feel like especially myself because I... Stop laughing so I can tell you what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> i feel like especially myself young people like me on the reddit you're old on the reddit um or just not even young people honestly a lot of people don't understand the concept that when you buy a house and you're paying your mortgage your house is an investment of sorts so like every month that i make my payment i it's almost like you have to switch your mind into thinking i'm just putting this money toward an investment like my $900 $900 mortgage payment is not me throwing away $900. It's me investing into the house, which is in turn going to give me money later. I think it depends on markets. There's different things that it depends on, but yeah, that mindset's really important. Like, yeah. When I started thinking like that, I didn't feel so bad about paying the extra $900 well, a month. If you were going to pay rent around here, what it, would you pay? It would pay? be more than that. My rent For around sure. here is on average like $1,200 if you're doing somewhere by yourself. You have a three bed, like, right? Three bed, one bath? Yeah. Yeah. So three bed, one bath and where you're at. It'd probably be closer to like two grand. For you? No, for three bed, one bath. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like that's on what, campus that's what stuff, I was gonna, it's like two grand. That's yeah. what that's what I was gonna say. So like, if I was if I owned your house, I would be renting it out for fourteen hundred bucks, probably yeah. fifteen hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks, yeah. something like that. So I mean, you're already saving four or five hundred dollars, and it goes somewhere. Yeah. So to that other to the commenter's point of like having a budget set up for maintenance and like having extra responsibility, the real lesson there is like, hey, you have to be more responsible and, and strategic in what you're doing moving yeah. forward because you do control it and own it, which is true. Uh, but I don't think it's a, a place to be fearful about. It's just it just comes with the territory. There's a lot of decisions and things that you do in life. It just where there is 
side effects that come along with it. That's yeah. it. Just, I'm just going to be prepared for it. So if you buy a bigger house, oh, I'm prepared for extra utilities. And now I've learned that the exterior costs far more than anything in the interior. So I'm going to know about lawn care and mulching and yeah. ponds and whatever else. Like just exterior care. So like, yeah, it just comes with the territory. So you just, you just become prepared for it. All right. I have one more comment for you. This was two hours ago by Voltron. It's kind of a long one, but I feel like there's a few points in here that you can like go off of. Um, on a car, my general rule is that your loan amount should be 10 to 12K or lower at your salary. Why? That puts you at $200 to $300 a month or 200 to $230 a month. And that is something that is manageable if you encounter some financial hardships. Some people pull it out a loan for the full amount. And then if something happens, they have like a 400 plus dollar payment a month. Also, if the car turns out to be a dud, it's easier to pay for 10K versus 25K to dump the car. So that's the first part. What do you think about that? Because he's, sa- he's saying your car payment should, if you're getting a loan, the loan on the car should be 10 to 12K versus the full 25. I mean, why? Either way, you're paying that money. You still are going to. Makes more sense to buy you- a supercar than it does to buy a Hyundai. Here we go again. We're not starting this. <laughs> okay. I, they don't like, that was, that was based in fear. It's just easier to pay for this because it's a lower number. Oh, I, I, the three K credit line across four cards is that they owe three K not that they have three K available to them across the four cards. They have three K in like they owe three K in credit card. He said he doesn't cover a balance, carry balance. He said he, he doesn't anymore. He's still paying off the old balance that he did. Either way, it's such a small number. Sorry. I was confused by that. It's just such a small number. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Okay. So um, then they said everybody with like three or four K on their credit cards just went, Oh, the balance doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a very, it's just actually a very small amount. You shouldn't be stressed about it. Yeah. The, but on the car comment, the, the payments and everything, what you should be focused on is true value. Yeah. I would and, agree. And, and to your point earlier of like the mindset behind like, Oh, having a mortgage instead of rent. Um, you understand the definition of an asset and a liability. Now, some people are going to go, well, the house takes money out of your pocket. Yeah. So it's a liability. It Quiet. comes back to you. A definition <laughs> of an asset. Yes. It's supposed to put money in your pocket, but it's also to have a plan of higher value at a specific time or within a specific time frame. Yeah. So when you put money into something and you're expecting it to be able to at least hold its value or return it to you, that has the potential of becoming an asset for you. So mm-hmm. that's an important mindset to have. So I completely agree with you in that. And like, again, so you can have 1500 bucks a month in rent for where you're at, or you can pay a $900 mortgage. Like, why wouldn't you pay the $900 mortgage? Right. Um, okay, so they said, I stopped using my debit card about five years ago. Everything goes on a credit card for cash back rewards. Then I pay half of anything I charge at the moment. Uh, I charge it. So they're saying... When they put on the card, they immediately pay half of it off. Yeah. Um, and then I hit my, and then Homie's I hit disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my paycheck. I pay the rest off. This keeps it manageable and allows me to manage the balance without using a huge payoff at paycheck time. Okay. Then they said house. Where do you live that you can find a house for 150 K in my market? Bigger homes are going for 280 K and a decent two bedroom, two to three bedroom place in this market. There will be closing costs involved. Also, you may need to purchase things, snow blower. If you live in a cold climate, paint for the interior furniture repairs, etc. I believe the average closing costs are between $3,800 and $7,000. Um, when I moved into my house, I had to spend five K plus. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. So how do you, the, the what made me laugh was the, where can you find a house? that's 150 K Akron, Ohio. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of markets that you can buy a house for 150 yeah. K. You can buy, there's a lot of markets you can buy obviously, a house under 100 grand. Obviously, you're not going to find a 150K house in New York or LA. Yeah, like, yeah, I was about to say, that's going to be market dependent, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to adjust towards like where you're living or where you're wanting to live. They do exist. My house was 95. You paid 95 for yours? Yeah. yeah. 
I was about to say, you got under, honey. Yeah, you did so good. I did so good. Every you day I think, so I'm like, this good. is such a win. You, so good. you created minimum, minimum 40 grand out of thin air. Minimum. Today. If you sold it today, which I don't recommend because you'd have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, I'm but not going to sell it today. You're going to wait two years. But yeah, minimum. I did so good on that. But yeah, you can absolutely buy houses under 150. But yeah, it's just market dependent. Yeah. What was it, uh, the, just, just to point out like, oh, only uses credit cards, not debit cards. Man, if you can do that, it's just impressive to me. You're talking to me. I know. I know. I, I gave you praise on that uh, on our last episode about that. Yeah, I because... actually don't even carry my debit cards anymore. The only yeah, thing that goes cool. in my debit card is my like my mortgage payment, and like all my recurring payments come out of my debit card. Your credit card, you mean? I mean my debit, debit card. card. Oh. My mortgage, because my mortgage already comes out of it, so I just put like my water bill, my electric, all that comes out of it. But other than that, like anything that I spend aside from like the recurring automatic payments come out of my credit. So you have like points and cash yeah. back and stuff. No, yeah, that's cool. If you can do, if you can do that, if you're disciplined enough to do that, I tip my cap to you. I was never that guy. Yeah. So I just don't have any. We I don't did do the credit it. card stuff. We did it again. <laughs> we're not ending it on that. <laughs> Why not? Okay. We could. But we're not. Thanks for watching, guys. If you're still yeah, here, we did it. <laughs> Nobody commented last time when we said we were still. If you're still here, comment. That's okay. All that right. Happens. One more time. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs>